Hey, 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 this is your host, Selwyn Robbins for the Mandated Podcast Show. Today is May 20th, 2021. Can you believe it? We're almost halfway through the year already. You know, we were so anxious to escape 2020. <laughs> we all, we're about to skip through 2021. You know, there was so many events happening last year that, you know, it could have taken a person for a whirlwind, you know, not knowing exactly um, how to feel, what to focus on, um, how to navigate the times. But, you know, nonetheless, if you're hearing my voice, I congratulate you on being balanced, sound enough, strong enough to make it to this year. You know, you may have made it in by the skin of your, the skin of your, uh, whatever they say. I don't know. But you made it here, right? <laughs> hey guys, I hope you are doing well. It's always a pleasure to be able to um, sit down and speak to you. And I hope, as always, that you're receiving some kind of insightful word uh, that will touch you for that day that you're able to use for the rest of the week. And, you know, it's something that um, I have to focus on just as well. You know, I don't uh, create these shows just for myself, you know, but I do take it for myself, meaning um, I, I have to be able to speak a word, of course, for everybody, but I want that word to resonate with myself just to, just as well, um, because I always want to make sure that I'm being fed, you know, in some kind of way. And as men, we have to continue growing. And one thing about growing, you know, when we normally think about that particular word as this is coming to me, we always think up, right? You know, growing taller, growing stronger, you know, building your body up. But just as um, an individual that's into um, high energy workouts, you know, when you're growing, you're actually breaking your body down, literally, so that um, you can build it back up and building it the right way or the way that you see uh, will fit your needs. So just a quick little nugget there. When you think about growth, realize that it goes both ways. Um, and I just want to keep that word in your mind that um, as we continue to grow as men, find those areas, not necessarily that you're weak in per se, but that you would like to be strengthened in. All right. All right, guys. So as I begin with every show I always want to ask you how are you doing uh, for myself well hold on before I go into myself how are you doing and this is something that it came to me is that um, when that question is asked to you or you pose it to somebody else um, especially when you're in um, proximity to someone else and you ask them that question you know just make sure you're sincere when you're asking it not using it as another form of saying hi but to really engage, we have to, you know, just make sure that we're we're taking the necessary step to just not just engage, but to build uh, just as well. You know, what I found in times and you've probably heard and it's probably happened to you is that sometimes when you ask that question to someone, they actually needed to hear that question so that they can talk about things that are on their mind. And this is not that something is good or bad. It's just where a person is today. You know, I always ask that question to my coworkers. And one day um, someone asked me the question and I said, I'm okay. 
And they said, nah, Selwyn, what's going on? And, you know, in reply, it's not that was any that there was anything wrong. It's just that I had so much going on in my mind that I couldn't get a clear focus um, on the things that I needed to get done. So, you know, as I expressed that to them, you know, things became a little bit more clear. So just a word for today, you know, whenever you ask that question going forward, make sure it's sincere and have an open ear to receive what somebody may say without judgment, without trying to give uh, feedback, just listen, because many times that's what somebody needs. It's just listening. So uh, as far as how I'm doing, you know, my wife and I, we just got back not long ago from Colorado Springs for um, actually our first vacation that we've been able to take since being married, which we celebrated five years in March. And we headed out to a place that we've talked about for at least two years and never made it. Uh, but we were determined to go. And we took that was about a 10 and a half, 10 and a half, 11 hour drive from uh, the DFW uh, Texas area into Colorado Springs. And, you know, as a halfway point, we get to Amarillo and she actually is from Amarillo. So, you know, we're kind of used to that drive, but going beyond that, we've never done. Uh, so going from Amarillo to Colorado Springs, you know, for myself, you know, you run across many towns that, you know, if you blink, you'll miss it. And the speed limit changes <laughs> within every, it seems like every 200 yards or something like that, you'll be traveling maybe 75 miles per hour. Then it drops to 55 and then it'll go to 35 and then 20, depending if it's a school zone or not. And it's just like that. It decelerates real quick and accelerates just the same. But nonetheless, we were able to enjoy that drive and got into the first major city, which was Trinidad. And that was so cool. Um, the mountaintops were awesome. And it was actually a couple of firsts for us. One being uh, just being in the mountain area, but also seeing snow-capped mountains. mountains. You know, we always have an opportunity to see that through social media or some form of video or whatnot. But to be up close and personal to that, it was so awesome. And then coming into Colorado Springs itself, the uh the city we were going to was just cool it really was you know it was a tiring drive really was but we made it enjoyable lots of conversation so you know if you ever get a chance you know make your trip up there you know take that that long drive <laughs> um and just just enjoy it just enjoy it you know for us we needed to get away for our anniversary also we needed to get realigned and refocused and one thing we did as we went up uh, the Garden of the Gods mountain, we created um, another episode for our personal podcast, which is Love's Blueprint that focuses on marriages. And we were able to use those same snow-capped mountains that we saw coming in as our backdrop. So that was cool. It really was. It really was. So that's where I am and, you know, looking forward to doing many things. Hey, guys, one quick note. Um, also, Coming up in June, probably the first week or so of June, I'm looking to have another guest, actually a golf buddy of mine, Toria Bra. He is in the financial 
uh, district or area. I'll just say that. And what he does along with other community uh, members and businesses is that they get together for conversations on his show um, about building the community in many different aspects, whether it's finances, finances, businesses, education, family, things like that. So I'm looking forward to having him on the show next month. So stay tuned for that. And once again, stay tuned because after the break, we're going to come back and talk about a subject matter, which is very, very important, which all of them are for men. <laughs> you know, some may weigh heavier than others, but they're all important. But I think this is one particular topic that I believe will help us break the cycle of many things that are happening in our lives today as husbands, as fathers, and as sons, just as well, grown sons, mind you. So I'm looking forward to talking about this because we're going to actually make this maybe about three, four part episodes so that we can uh, start really parsing out what this means. So, hey guys, stay tuned and we'll be right back. All right, we're back. We're back. Once again, this is your host, Selwyn Robbins for Mandated. All right, as we had left, I told you that we're going to speak about a topic that's been around and definitely present today, which I feel is very crucial to men, um, grown men, young men, and just understanding or coming from the male perspective, a subject title that, you know, we may not like to hear because it, it sounds negative. That's just what it is. And I have to say, we need to hear it so that our senses are touched or pricked to become aware of where we are today. You know, so for instance, before I mention the title, you know, if you're driving down the road and you're going as fast as you want and have no care in the world, and then you come across a speed limit sign that says, you know, it's 70 miles per hour on this particular road, but you've been going 85, 90 without any care in the world. That particular speed limit is telling you there is a, a certain warning. It's not just that you could only go 70 miles per hour, but it's there for a certain reason so that um, you're keeping yourself safe and others safe. But, you know, we don't want to change. We want to keep going the way we want to because it feels good but we had the warning signs. And with that, I want to get into the subject of toxic max masculinity, toxic masculinity. Yep. I told you it's negative, but it's positive just the same. And we'll be getting into that. So what does toxic masculinity mean to you? You know, you could find various definitions throughout, um, wherever, you know, just do a search online, and you'll find it <laughs> definitely what I came up with. And before I tell you what I came up with, let me tell you uh, just a few different definitions that I found online. Wikipedia actually was the first one. And this says that in the social sciences, toxic masculinity refers to the traditional cultural masculine norms that can be harmful to men, women, and society overall. This concept of TM does not condemn men or male attributes, but rather emphasizes the harmful effects of conformity to certain traditional masculine ideals. My definition is 
it's an upbringing that positions a man or young man to live and act in a way to promote manhood, but emasculates it. It actually is contrary to it. Well, so what does that mean? How does that look? You know, who benefits from it? Who gets harmed from it? And more importantly, at the end, how do we solve it? And that'll be the last subject that we talk about on it, because I don't want to bring a problem without a solution. You know, if I'm just bringing up a a subject and there's no direction, no way of building a person up, there's no need to even talk about it. But nonetheless, we have this subject that as men, we need to hear and we need to really engage in. Um, There's an organization uh, here in Texas called Texas Men Speak. And They've been broaching this subject here, I want to say probably for the last month. I'm sure they've done it before, but I'm looking forward to engaging with that conversation next um, Tuesday. Yes, next Tuesday, the 27th at 10 a.m. from 10 to 11. You can find them online. Just search Texas Men Speak and you'll be able to get the information once you uh, connect with them. They'll send you the information to join the conversation. So by all means, please do so. I look forward to uh, being a part of that myself. And I want to hear what other men see in that particular subject, how they feel, you know, if they feel they are. And I, I have to say, honestly, you know, let's just get into it. For me personally, I probably have been a to- toxic man at some point in my life. And in that, you know, it doesn't matter who you are whatever age you are, if you are of the male gender, you are subject to being part of it. You could be a CEO, a father, a husband, a coach. You could be somewhere as a national icon, a sports figure. You could be in the political arena. You know, last year or excuse me, a couple of years ago when our former president was running, that was a big issue, but it wasn't only him. You know, if you go all the way back to what is it, the mid nineties or something like that, Clinton, That was toxic masculinity Um, and nothing against either one of them. But that's just something that we saw on the highest level. And but the thing is, it didn't start on the highest level. It started on the lowest level. It started at home. It started with the lack of mentoring, proper mentoring. Let me say it that way um, for men, for men and young men. Um, But more importantly, young men, because. I have to say that's where it starts and then evolves into an older man, no matter the age. And, you know, a lot of this uh, comes from various uh, points in our life. It could be, as I said, a mentor. So initially that's our father, right? Um, For one thing, if he is not present or if he is present for, let me just go with present. How does that father interact with his son or sons and or daughters um, from a male perspective? You know, the thing that he is doing is more than likely something he mimicked. I don't want to say mimic, but he saw now he's copying or he didn't have a role model himself. So he's making it up as as he goes into his life and now is a father or, you know, connected with other men and. You know, you know, I'm thinking about the young men that I see at work today. You know, they're between 20, 25 years old and they're living their life. But 
this subject is on me and it makes me wonder, do I carry myself in a way that may be toxic to them that they then try to replicate what they see because they feel it's what is considered to be a man? And, and let me say this, you know, as we're growing up, the ideal is we want to be men. It is the thing that uh, makes us. But what really is the sum total of a man? That can be so broad. Everybody may have a different definition. So coming back to this particular topic, that actually is part of being a man, understanding what it means to be toxic or non-toxic. So going back into the household, one of the things that makes a grown man toxic is because as a young man, he wasn't taught to cry. He wasn't allowed to express his emotions. And, you know, I was thinking about something uh, not long ago. I had actually posted online. I was um, hearing a couple of family members, you know, outside enjoying the weather or whatnot. And from what I heard, it was a little young boy. He had fell uh, for whatever reason and he started crying. And a um, gentleman, I can hear him reply, say, that's all right. You know, that's all right. And initially my mind is like, no, it's not all right. Not that he was saying anything wrong because I don't know the full context, but it's the way I had taken it. And my mindset is, no, everything is not all right. That's why he's crying. Now, the important thing after that is how we allow or disallow that young man that little boy to cry. We can't easily as men tell that young, that little boy, suck it up. No, can't do that. I know as a father, I had said that to my son, you know, when he was, um, when he was young, I remember him crying and I told him, you better stop crying. That was wrong. Why? Because I didn't allow him to fully express the way he needed to feel or the I didn't allow him to fully express the way he was feeling at that time. I, in hindsight, I probably said, sir, said, you got so long to cry. I don't mind you crying. But at some point, you're going to have to move on. You're going to have to understand how you feel, resolve it, and let's move on. Now, that's pretty cut and dry. But, you know, th there's a process in that. Um, and, you know, I'm sure I was told the same thing, you know, growing up in sports, you know, especially, you know, football, you're going to get hit. And I was the tailback. So I'm definitely getting hit. Right. Um, but there was no crying in, in football, as Tom Hanks said um, to uh, the women in the league of your own. You know, there's no crying in baseball. Men, we can't cry in football. You either suck it up when you get hit, move on, or you just go sit on the field or excuse me, sit on the sidelines. We ain't got time for that. And that is the mentality that we kind of have when it comes to our emotions. You know, we end up being built in a way or fashioned shape that when times get tough, we're supposed to just, you know, tighten up our belt, you know, suck up our emotions and make it happen. Um, you know, that that that's just not the proper way. Now, I have to say at some point, we have to be mature enough to understand what our emotions are at that time and how to deal with them. But even, and you know, let me say this, um, and even at that stage of being a man, we don't fully know sometimes how to move on from that. Most of us just internalize our emotions, and this is still with crime, we internalize our emotions 
bear, uh, push them down and we move on. But at some point, that crying is almost like a volcano. It gets built up until it explodes. And we don't know necessarily how and when that is going to happen, right? But we know it will, and it can be very detrimental. So when we're telling a young man or boy um, to stop crying, we're not looking at what is going to happen down the road because now they're going to have that in their mind every time that they're crying. I can't cry, mom. I can't cry, wife. I can't cry in front of my daughter nor my son because the way I've been taught, men don't cry. But I, I definitely want to flip the script on that. It is very powerful when a man cries. You know, the Bible tells us that uh, in your weakness, uh, God is made strong. When we allow ourselves to cry, not just openly in the sense of we, we can feel and see us crying, but openly in that others see us cry. It is a very powerful thing. Normally, the, the consensus is when you see someone cry, it means that they're weak. Well, in an essence, yes, but not weak as in they cannot um, be strong. You know, it is weak in the sense of right now at this particular point in my life, I am weak. That's why I'm expressing myself in this way. I don't know how to feel any other way. But at the same time, I am made strong in saying I'm not able to do this by myself. I know that the, the burden is upon me, per se. Physically, that is, but I can't move on by myself. That's why I'm going to tell you this from a Christian perspective. That's why it's so great to be um, in koinonia, in relationship with other men, or at least one guy that you can text, that you can call, that you can sit down and have coffee with to express how you're feeling that particular day and time. You know how many issues in life can be resolved if we cry? Hmm. It is a form of expression that we have to become better at. You know, I remember various times as I've cried, I remember when my uncle Carl had passed away when I was young and my brothers, you know, being young as well. I remember um, my mom and aunt coming in and telling us, but I remember I did not cry for that man until years later. And I actually cried in my sleep. Yes, in my sleep. That was how I ended up expressing my pain. And when years later. Now, why did that happen? I can't remember if my father was around at that time. Or I really can't. I, I just cannot remember. But I'm sure my mother, as a woman, would, would have probably consoled her three boys and said, it's all right. We know how you feel. And even in that, guys, we have to be bold enough to show our weakness. That's vulnerability. And as guys, we don't want to show our vulnerability because it means we're less than, that we're weak, that we can't do, that um, 
it, it kind of emasculates us when we cry. And emasculating is a big word. And we'll talk about that, I'm sure, at some point. But when it comes to this toxic max- masculinity, I'm getting tongue tied on it, crying is one part of it. So as we grow up to be the CEOs, the fathers and the husbands, the business owners, we tend to not have that move of apathy or emotion when it comes to other people, because now our psyche is suck it up, buttercup, let's go on, right? That's not it. That's not the proper way to do this. In order for you to be stronger, yes, you need to be weaker in that you need to be able to express yourself so that you can heal yourself. When you're continuing to move to a way of deeper expression, can you imagine how that's going to affect your household that they see, wow, that's dad, that's my husband, that's pops right there, really expressing yourself. Guys, you have no problem expressing yourself when it comes to sports. You will cheer to the top of your lungs or the bottom of your gut, what have you, when something excites you. But when there's something adverse, contrary to it, we tend to tighten up. We don't want anybody to see that expression of us. We don't want to cry out loud. We want to cry inside. And I'm telling you, the silent cries are killers. Don't let this go on any longer. I I want to continue this conversation, but I I don't want to just uh, continue to just talk and talk. I want you to get some meat of this. I don't want you to uh, internalize that situation, that crying. I want you to express it. If you need to go off by yourself for a few minutes and cry, please, please, please do so. Please, because guys, this is detrimental to the future of not just you, but those that are around you and those that are come after you. They need to know that in the world of toxic masculinity, men are vulnerable. Men are not perfect. And that's going to be okay if we say this is who we are. and We have the speed limit in front of us to let us know, hey, you're speeding. Hey, you're not doing the right thing because the way you're going right now is going to lead you to an unfortunate wreck in your life. I I want you to know that as you continue to move to a place of being better and moving away from the toxicity of life, you're going you're gonna to yield a fruit that's so unbelievable. I want you to know this. There's a, a fruit of um, unbelief in you right now, but we need to change that concept when it comes to this subject because there are women, especially women, because they get the brunt of this toxic, toxic, toxic mindset that we have or had. And I, I thought about something because I, I remember when I was thinking about this subject, I went to my wife and asked her what she thought about it um, as well. And my wife has great conversation. That's why I always bring things to her. So to get feedback, remember I mentioned feedback. And as she was talking, I thought of another subject that's contrary to what I just, this subject today. And I can't wait to get on it. I'm going to make sure to have a guest for that one. But coming back, I want you to know that yes, we're in a world of toxic masculinity and you could feel that it stops at the highest level here in the United States or abroad because it's not fixed just to the United States. This is a global situation, but it also starts at home. And that's the most important part. 
That's the first thing we see every day. Gentlemen, how do you wake up? Do you wake up in a grumpy mood each day for no reason? And then you have to start uh, being part of the family, meaning you you may be um, an individual that takes your drops off your children to school. You may be an individual that wakes up first in the morning and you know you prepare breakfast for everybody. I want you to think about changing your mindset because you dictate, you have the ability to dictate the emotions of everybody in that house for the rest of the day. Hmm. I want you to change the mindset from toxic, from toxic to something positive. All right, guys. Hey, we're going to continue this conversation in one more week. I hope that you're able to feed from this today because it has blessed me. I'm excited about it. I, you, I don't know if you can really hear how I feel about it, but it, it's starting to um, really perk my senses and making sure I start dictating how things happen for me and my household for the rest of the day. All right, guys, I love you. This is Selwyn Robbins, your host for the Mandated Podcast Show. Love you guys, and we'll be back.